people purpose patience you have to have something in life that that you hold on to something you have to you you have to feel that it's yours motivates you to get up and go to work or get through a task or something like that when you find yourself with the inability physically or mentally to continue or to go on you have that thing that you like I said that you feel is yours what do you do when you don't have that thing anymore whether it be a person whether it be a or a friend or a relationship or a possession, what do you do when you don't have that? In my case, and y'all know I speak on a lot of, well, basically everything that I go through in on this podcast. So I'm going to speak on how I feel it happened. And also how I'm going to persevere, how I'm going to use my pain, how I'm still going to find light in this darkness. Just like I've always told you, just like I believe and I preach, you have to find light in your darkness. And the only light that I can find through this darkness is I didn't give myself much. Good night, Mouse. I didn't give myself much. I put my all into every other aspect of my life, every other person in my life. And when it came time to me, the only thing I thought I needed was stay, work out a little bit, laugh at a video, play a video game read a book, but I really wasn't applying anything. I was lying to y'all. I wasn't I, I can't say I was lying because I was I was I was still sort of doing something for myself, but I really wasn't putting a lot into me. Because if I can't put anything into myself, I'm I'm draining myself when I'm trying to I guess that's why I had those lapses in between episodes where I wasn't doing an episode because I couldn't come up with anything. I couldn't, I I didn't feel it. I didn't have the energy. I had to lose something in order to realize what that was. Just like, just like you may. Because we all feel that whether it be a relationship whether it be a friend dying or a parent dying or something like that, we feel so empty. We feel so lost because we didn't do anything for ourselves. We didn't use the lessons. We didn't use the teachings that that person may have taught us at at times like this. When it was time where we had to face life alone, because we all have to face life alone at a point in time in our lives. We have to. Your mother, your father won't be there forever. Sometimes your spouse won't connect with you or 
even in even in divorce, you just never know what will happen to you in life. But you have to be prepared. You have to have some kind of stock into you in order to give something to somebody else. Because when come when it comes down to it, when you look at it and you and you're faced with that tough decision or that tough argument or that tough conversation that you may have to have with someone about your faults and how everybody wants to run from their faults. Hell, I do. A lot of a lot of people just run from their faults if it's their fault or you just don't want to hear something is your fault. What do you do? You get mad. You get defensive. I get mad. I get defensive when things when I'm when, when I'm told things are my fault. I take it the wrong way. I flip out. I'm not gonna lie. Is it healthy? Is it correct? No, it's not. I should sit and listen to the things that are told to me, but I don't. I get things in emails at work, or my wife may say something, and what do I do with the emails at work? I'm sarcastic, snappy. What do I do when my wife tells me I'm doing something wrong? A lot of the times I don't really take it seriously because it goes back to people telling me I, I think I'm something that I'm not, which I don't, but I guess I do because when it comes down to it, I don't want to be at fault because I feel I'm such a good person. So when you feel you're such a good person, when somebody tells you that you're at fault, you start to look at yourself like shit. Then that means I wasn't doing enough for you. No, to me, it means you weren't doing enough for yourself. You weren't doing enough for yourself. You wasn't giving yourself that time to recharge and rethink and reassess people, things in your life. You weren't allowing your time to just solve the problem because you already thought you had the answer. I've been there. I've had people come to me for advice and me answer that answer that question, give them great advice, have them agree that that was great advice, and that was it. I didn't follow through. I didn't check up. I didn't make sure that the advice I gave them was how they feel a week later, a couple of days later. So when somebody comes to me with a problem, what did I do? Get mad. Or I may, I may complete the task, or I may listen, or I may make that change. But I don't come back with, now I see why you said, you know, what you said. Now I see where we had the, 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 the disconnect. That's because I let my anger get in the way. Just like some of us, we let our anger get in the way and we don't come back to it. You know, now that I, now I see things your way. You were right or we can compromise or, you know, in, in, in some cases, hell, you could even change. So it's not a good thing. It really isn't, you know, but it's just it's some of us are just wired that way to always want things to go that way. Get mad when things don't go that way. We don't want to. Like I said, I don't I, I never came back to the issues. I always thought I had the the answer from the get go. And I didn't. And now with this 
this new wave of things that are disrupting things in my life, I'm now starting to see my faults, now starting to see the things that I'd done wrong and said and didn't address when someone told me I was doing something wrong. What did I do? Got mad and tried to flip it. What should I have done and what should you do? Listen, take the time and not just a day. Take the time to just give it some time. I'm a I'm a manager at, you know, my job, I'm a manager. I make decisions. But I also have people who help me make decisions. I also have people who give me ideas. And I also take a lot of people's advice, take a lot of people's advice on how to display things or what products to bring in or I may have a new business partner or something like that who tells me about this product, I should place it here or whatever, whatever. What do I do when that product doesn't sell, when I don't sell out of that product? I immediately tell them that it's wrong. I immediately shit on the idea and tell them that it's wrong. I don't take the time to let people see if they can help, to let people see if they can give me an idea. And what and what has happened since I've stopped being that way? Product is selling, customers are asking about it. So let me put that into my personal life and not just speak to my my you know work life. When friends or my wife comes to me with the problem, what did I do? I chose to just say what I said or do what I did and not make it better later. I always thought of the right now when you shouldn't think of the right now. You should think about later on because maybe they're going to feel that way again. Maybe you should check up on someone. Maybe you should make sure you shouldn't rethink things or have or, or address the conversation in the manner of not you being so damn angry about what they said or coming to you with a problem. Maybe you should address the conversation the way that they brought it to you. Just like I'm kind of sort of trying to do now. From their point of view. Because there's nothing wrong with a person telling you that they're hurting. Nothing wrong with a person telling you that you should try this. Nothing wrong with someone coming in changing something that you've done. Nothing wrong with that as long as, hey, let me give you a few pointers. Or let me tell you this is wrong. Or let me tell you how I feel. I'm going through that right now where I need to sit down and just listen and let things happen. I've applied it at work. I'm beginning to try and apply it in my in my personal life, in my marriage. But the reason why I'm not applying it in my marriage as much as I really need to is I honestly feel it slipping away. So what am I doing? Getting mad, getting angry, not really allowing what's being told to me to sit there and just sit there. That's exactly what I need to do. Just let it sit there and give it time. Give it, the, give it time. 
Because what am I thinking? Just because I feel I'm a good person, just because I feel I'm a good provider, just because I feel I'm an, you know, ideal, I may not be. I may not be ideal. Just because I feel I'm, I feel I'm a good person, I'm a good provider. Somewhere there's disconnect. What do I bring up? Everything I do well. There has to be something that you do wrong. There has to be. One, because none of us are perfect. Two, because there just has to be something that you do wrong. And you have to face it. There's no way around it. You have to face it. And like I said, I'm facing everything I do wrong at this moment. I'm okay though, y'all. I'm still focused on the things that I need to be focused on. And hopefully I'm still trying to handle business the best way that I can. Am I hurting? Is it, am I feeling vulnerable? Yes, I am. But not in the sense of where I was a few years ago when I displayed things that were going wrong with my marriage and I was vulnerable and I told you of the infidelity that I was doing towards my wife. I spoke on all of that. I spoke on all of it. And should I have? At that moment, I felt I should have. Should I have been doing it? No, I know I shouldn't have been, but I should have sat, listened, and took everything in instead of, okay, you said this, it's over. I'm going to move on automatically without even addressing the situation. That's exactly what I did then, and now I'm paying for it. But I'm okay. I'm okay. And that's what I'm trying to get to you all. At whatever it is that you're facing. You're going to be okay. Promise you. You're going to be okay. As long as you find the light. This room is completely dark that I'm in right now. But there's light over there. I see it. So... Metaphorically, I found the light, but at whatever it is that you're facing right now, whether it's a sick relative, a sick friend, or problems in your marriage, problems at your job, find your positive. Find it. And try to expand on that. Try to expand on your positive. Because there's always a positive, I promise you. There's always a promise. There's always a positive. You have to know that there's always a positive. You have to. You can't sit through life feeling bad about the things that you go through, feeling bad about what happened, feeling bad about a relationship, feeling bad about a job, a marriage, a, a, a personal setback or a physical setback or something like that. Because there's plenty of people, paraplegics who smile and happy every day, people who have no arms or legs, smile and happy every day. I just posted a, on my Instagram story a, um, a, a trainer with a, with a client who had no legs but was boxing. 
or we all know of people who just just have any any setback and they're happy. They found their light. So I need to take everything that is being said to me that I'm not good at or that I can't do or that I should do better and just give it the time to manifest and cultivate. Just like I said everything else would many months ago in an episode that I did. Give things the time to manifest and cultivate and see how they turn out. It may turn out in your favor. You may not like it at that particular moment, but it may turn out in your favor. You may not like the things that are being said to you by your boss, by your husband, by your wife, by your son, by your daughter, by your mother, by your father. But just let them have their peace. Let them speak their peace. Let them give you their 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 thoughts, their feelings, their words, their whatever. And just sit there for a second. Because you never know how it's going to turn out. You never know if he's going to come back. You never know if she's going to come back. You never know if your son is going to do better in school. Your daughter's going to do better in school. You never know. Because we don't have all of the answers. But we still must let the people in our lives try to do things their way instead of what makes us happy, what makes us proud. You should do it like this. You should treat me like this. You should treat me like that. You should perform your job like this or like that. You know, we should all listen and just let things be for a moment. And if they don't change, then there you go. At least you gave it the opportunity to change. I myself, hey, I'm waving that. I've, I never give anything the opportunity to change flag very proudly that was a mistake that's a mistake that I'm willing to admit right there that I didn't give things the opportunity to change because I want things right now I want you to do it this way right now I want you to stop making me feel this way right now give a person Give a thing, give a thought, give an idea, time. If you don't get anything else out of the damn near 20 minutes that I've been on this opening, opening rant, give things the time it needs to change. Give people the time they need to change. Your wife is not going to always please you. Your husband is not going to always please you. But if they're worth it and they're going to be in your life, you must see if they, they can be. They need to see if they can be. And you need to let them. It's like your job. You, 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 you go into your job with so much vigor, so much enthusiasm, so much I can do. But when you get there, it's what we want you to do. And it's not always agreeable upon you. See why they want you to do it that way first. See why your wife wants you to wants you to do it that way. Wants you to see her in that light instead of the light you want to see her in. Because maybe she doesn't shine as bright in that light. Maybe he doesn't shine as bright in that light, in your light that you're shining on them. They need to shine in their own light. And if it's dim or if it doesn't shine as bright as you think, 
And reason why I'm saying if it doesn't shine as bright as you think, if they don't do things the way that you want them to do it as extravagant and as big and as emotional as you, does that mean it means any less? Harrison, I am really talking to myself right now, but I'm just speaking out loud. Does that mean that it means any less? I'm learning that lesson right now, y'all. It does not mean that it means any less. If they don't do it as bright as you do it, Chasing point, Christmas decorations, the motherfucker that lights up their entire fucking household. Does that mean anything more than the neighbor that just lights one candle? No, it doesn't. I'm learning that right now. I'm learning that right now. Does that mean that that person that blew up their house not physically, I hate. I, I don't want to see that happening. But with the big ass bright lights you can see from miles and miles away, does that mean more than that person that just nailed a Merry Christmas banner to their door? No, it doesn't. Because you want to know why? On the inside of that house, what is it filled with? Not as many gifts, not as many presents, not as many meaningful things than that person that just nailed that Merry Christmas thing on their door. Because when you walk into their house, it's filled with so much love that you cannot see because you think that that person doesn't give a fuck about Christmas as much as this next motherfucker does because their house is exploding with lights. Santa's on top, all naked and shit, doing whatever the hell he's doing. But the person next door... Oh, you don't care about Christmas. Where's your decorations? Look at your marriage the same way, Harrison. Just because one is done one way and the other is done another way does not mean it doesn't mean as much. Does not mean it doesn't mean as much. And like I said, I am living that right now. living it y'all but I know I'll be okay because that house that just has that Merry Christmas banner on that door I just now opened that door up and I see everything that I could have had and I'm like damn I wanted it to look like that. I wanted Santa to be naked and twirling on a damn um, Christmas tree. <laughs> but like I said, I'll be okay. I need to let things manifest. I need to let what was said be said and allow it to mean something to that person because that Merry Christmas banner means something to that person. Guess what that Merry Christmas banner is? It's straight. You can see it. It's clean. It's from the heart. And it's not for show. All of them damn lights, Santa naked, stretched out all on uh, blitzing and shit. That don't mean a damn thing because you want the person miles away to think that you care more. You mean more. No, you don't. 
I love Christmas just as much as you do. Just because my house ain't exploding with lights don't mean I'm not going to wake up with enthusiasm or my kids aren't going to wake up with gifts or whatever. And it also doesn't mean that when you come home, you're not greeted with the same love and appreciation and admiration just because it doesn't illuminate, just because it doesn't pop. Like I said, give things time. But the one thing that you're going to do when you give it time is you you are also going to grow. So you don't have that anger, that resentment, that I don't want to do it your way type shit when you shouldn't because you should always look at the people in your life as only wanting to add to it, not take away from it, add to it. Too many times we look at criticism. Too many times we look at the finger being pointed at us as things being as things being taken away. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. We should look at it for what it is. Somebody cares enough to tell you your faults, to tell you a different way of doing things, and you should care enough to listen. You should care enough to see why they say what they say. We lost Sidney Portier. He was 94 years old, longtime actor. He did movies with Bill Cosby, Cicely Tyson, countless plays. We all know who he is. We lost Bob Saget suddenly. Well, 65. Bob Saget, dad, full house, America's Funniest Home Videos. Very good guy. I actually. Uh, me and my son met him. Well, I didn't meet him. We waved at him at a baseball game we went to a few months back. And I said, that's Bob Saget. And I got looked at like, who the hell is that? And then I was like, oh, yeah, you're nine. You're not going to know who he is. But they, they said they don't know what happened. Sidney Poitier passed. He was 94. Just like I mentioned Betty White. If we're so lucky, if we're so lucky, we remember what they taught us. We remember what they gave us. Even the people that passed too young, if you paid attention to the way that they lived their life, that's the reason why they lived their life like that. It's a reason why we shouldn't look at death as the end. We should look at death as now we can prove and show and continue to have you in our life in only a positive way. We shouldn't remember the negative. We shouldn't remember the negative. We shouldn't. We should only see the light. We should only see the light. What's being talked about right now is the passing of Emmett Till. It was so long ago, 
It means so much. I won't bring myself to watching the documentary or the miniseries. I won't bring myself to reading the book that's right in front of me, but the image and what I know about it and how I have my wife, my sons, my daughters, and how racism is still a big part of our fiber. The light that his mother showed in that one moment, let them see what they did to my son. If you don't feel the passion and the way that she shook the world, then, and so many years later, people are looking at that like, oh my God, I didn't know. Just like so many other times where you should have looked at it, not as in a, oh my God, I didn't know, but... We need to stop looking at the color of our skin. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I may say a little more, I don't know. But we need to stop looking at the color of our skin. Listen to the words. Look at the character. I have so many friends who don't look like me. I have so many friends who don't think like me. I don't see color, but I do. I see people first, and we all should see people first. I'm being, I'm, I'm, I'm being told that I should have my children watch it. I was raised to see difference. I was raised to see that they're gonna hate you. They're gonna have a problem with you. Don't trust them. Uh, watched Glory. I watched movies like Mississippi Burning. I was supposed to watch Roots, but I didn't. I don't I I, I didn't want to continue that mentality that we need to be leery of each other because I always thought as naive and back to this being dumb enough to change the world crusade that I was on. I'm still on. I don't want to, I, I just don't want to see that, damn, you really treated us like that, and now I got to live next to you, or speak to you, or work for you, or work with you. I don't want to do that, because I don't want to look at you as being the one that did it. Why am I getting so much hatred? Because I don't want to look at one person, or a few people, as all people, like the racism that's still in our fiber, in this country's fiber today. I don't want to look at all people as one person. Like I said, call me stupid, call me dumb, but like I said, I still feel I'm dumb enough to change the world. I still feel that way. I still feel that way. Even though I'm going through what I'm going through, I still feel like that person, that man. Y'all know certain people call me a, a hero. It's kind of crazy, right? It is. It really is. But certain people call me a hero. Certain people call me a superhero. And it gets to me. Because I'm at work, I'm walking down the street, and they say, there you go again, always smiling, always happy. Man, I wish more people could be like you. 
or when I'm completing the task at work, oh, there goes my, there goes uh, the, the Hulk right there, or Hercules, or whatever they call me. They still look at me like a, like I'm a hero. Before I used to get to me, like, why, why are y'all talking to me like I'm just a regular person. I realize I'm not a regular person anymore. I'm fucking extraordinary. Why I say I'm extraordinary? Not in a cocky sort of way. I'm not. Not not in that sense. But extraordinary in the fact that I can still have my eyes wide open and seeing everything that's out there in the world and still have the ability to go out there and smile, have the ability to go out there and still give, have the ability to go out there and still want to be a part of this society, want to change it. Because I could succumb to everything. I could be angry. I could be vengeful. I could be hateful. But I'm not. That's rare. Especially this day and age. So now I see why people say the things that they say to me. Before it used to scare me. Now it it, it makes me want to do it even more, y'all. It makes me want to finish the finish the book that I'm writing. It makes me want to just just do more things that I have in the works. I got a movie offer, but I don't really believe it because I don't really believe it. Reason why I say I don't really believe it is because, like I said, it's one of those people that said, oh my God, I need to get you in front of a camera. I got a character that's perfect for you. And I'm like, dude, I just helped you find couscous. Now you want to put me in a damn movie? Oh, because I helped you find some damn couscous? Couscous is disgusting. So why would you want to put me in a movie? Sounds crazy, right? But I meet people like that. Oddly enough, the strangest things happen to me. I tell you that all the time. The strangest shit happened to me. Sir, do you know where the couscous is? Yeah, it's right over here. Oh my God, look at you. I'm like, what? What did I do? You, you, you carry yourself. I'm like, dude, all I'm doing is walking. He's like, no, it's the aura. It's the the way. And I'm like, I'm thinking he's coming on to me. But it's like, no, he was like, dude. He was like, can, can we talk for a little bit? And I'm like, what the hell? He was like, no, I just see something in you. It used to get to me. Now it's like, I see it because it's there. It's there. No, I'm not being cocky or whatever, whatever. It's there. It's there. Hopefully, I get to pass some of this on to my kids to where they have the confidence to go out there and give life hell because I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to live my life to the fullest. I'm going to be as positive and as, and as forward thinking as possible because I don't want to succumb to what you want for me. I don't want to succumb to what society wants for a black man. Once for a black father, you want me to struggle. You want me on child support. You want me not being there for my kids. This is what you want. So you can say, ah, we're right about all of you. You're not fucking right about this one. So we're saying that. Having everything that I got on the plate, I used to be so scared of that plate. 
I used to be so scared of the things people say to me. Now I'm not. Now I'm, like I just said, ready to give life hell. Not in a bad way. Everything negative that was said to me, every time somebody told me I couldn't do it, every time some fucking person told me this was a little radio show, this little radio show is being heard in nine countries. I'm doing something. I'm doing something right. I may not be doing everything right, as I stated earlier in the pod, but I'm doing something right now. I'm going to continue to try and do something right. Every day. Do something right every day. Do something. Even if that means helping the world find couscous. <laughs> it's silly, but I'm just saying, no, that's all I did. But this man saw so much. And he said so much that, like I said, I'm not going to, you know, who the hell, who knows? I may follow through with it. I may, but I also may not. I've been in front of a camera recently and, you know, it just doesn't feel right. I would rather be in front of people. But knowing that that camera is going to be, it's going to film me and it's going to be shown to a lot of people. But I'd rather be in front of people. I also have a couple of things lined up. Well, COVID and whatever the hell we calling it now is sort of killing that. I was actually asked to be a guest speaker at a school. I was asked to be a guest speaker at a church. Hopefully these things come back around. Because I, it's, it's a passion of mine to want to change the world. It's a passion of mine to want young men to not think of themselves as the next problem, the next um, jail number, the next dead body even. We have to think more. We have to do more. We have to be more. We have to want more. We have to. We have to. So hopefully, you heard me. All of you. Love y'all. Patience is a podcast.